I'm ready. And we're back. There it is. Yes, it is. It's been a, it's been a while, huh? It's been since what? November? Mid November. Your boy needed a break. He did. He <laughs> left me, y'all. He didn't even call me and tell me he was disappearing. He was like, I'm I'm all for people. I'm all no more people. What had happened was Right, right. Scratches his ear, scratches his ear. What had happened was, nah, real talk. When you know you need that break, you gotta take that moment to to recoup. It's hard to pour out into other people what what hasn't when when you're not not that you're not being poured into, but when you know you need to be filled again. And so I couldn't give anybody what wasn't, you know, what wasn't taking place in myself and so He had the sleepy man blink. I was like, mm. My brother don't look like he happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is my last party. This is it. That was it. And, I, he, and he walked out. It was like one of those shows and you had to wait for the next season. So this is the next season. <laughs> this is the winter phase of what we were doing. We, we, we wrapped up the fall session. Yes. Now into, we're in the, into the winter phase. And I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad we're here. And I'm glad we're talking about dreams. That's right. Dreams, we're talking about goals. dreams. I was great to say dreams. But you know, somebody might not get that. And we're trying not to be sued. What was that song? Dream, dream, dreams. It was like a creepy song. Well, really, it's an old like 1950s, 60s song, but it's in all the like weird movies. I've heard that like the should. like the little hard pitches and things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. I've heard, I've and heard it's it like it's right before. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. And considering your sister's a chicken shit, I probably never made it through the whole scene. <laughs> I was thinking more Christopher Williams, Don't Wake Me, I'm Dreaming. And I was thinking along those lines as well. I used to love Christopher Williams. He was my boy. My rule was Christopher Williams before he got fat. It had nothing to do with being fat. It was just because I was young and just being thin was the thing for me. Now I'm like, you can have a little girth because I am holding on to a chicken pie pie right now. Welcome to All Up In Your Business Podcast, a place where two opinionated siblings come together to discuss black mental health issues in a raw, honest, and in-your-face manner. I'm Lovely. And I'm Light. Come with us as we explore black mental health highs, lows, and what the who through the eyes, ears, and mind of two siblings who are recovering every day, or at least trying to. Sit back and be prepared to shake your head, laugh, cry, and scream. Right. Let's begin the journey. Today, we are talking about dreams, goals, and promises that you make to yourself. Mm-hmm. How to obtain them, what's realistic. Um, and I think that a lot of the times we put this pressure on ourselves to be these perfect beings because we've seen other people do it, but we don't ever see the sweat, the tears, and the neglect that they've had to do to themselves and others in order to get to where they are. So we're here to talk about those things and to like really catch up with each other and let you guys join in. Or the paradox or the opposite of that is those people who are living their dreams, but they live their dreams because it was their passion. It was something that they desired. And in chasing that dream, they didn't sacrifice. Like the sacrifice of time is going to be a part of any, any goal, dream. any goal mm-hmm. that you're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. you're going to have to sacrifice something to get there. But you know what you're sacrificing, and if you're taking that journey with people you care about and you love, achieving that dream is less of a sacrifice when you have people you love on that journey with you. And, and you know, we'll talk about that later. Having the right support structure, just in place, because uh, you know when we go through this every year, which is I, I, I used to, I know some people look down on resolutions and say most people give up in about what. The first month or so. Yeah, like it's they, usually the first 15 days, 50% drop, yeah, drop off. off and, then, and then you have three months is usually the average amount of time that right. people hold on to exactly. the resolution. And so, but mid-March, but people but just I, dropping I, out the gym. I think having hope is a good thing. I think I aspiring to, to become something. And if you New Year's, you know, renews that annually for you, that's a good thing. But what we hope to discuss today is just how you can keep it going beyond the 15 days or the three months. And, you know, even if you falter, instead of just quitting on yourself, or what's, yeah, what, was the, what, was, what was the name of that movie? What was that where in, the, in the movie where the person said, I just can't quit you? It was some love story or something like that where somebody said this. I know you would know because it's an old picture. But anyway, it was a line where it was like, I just can't quit you. One of the things that I would like for people to get out of this podcast is 
to look in the mirror and tell themselves like, you know, whatever your goals are, whatever your resolution, whatever your dreams are, if it's truly yours, don't quit yourself. Don't quit on you. Don't quit on you. And to follow up, we're talking about things that's relevant. Today, um, Will Smith posted on um, Instagram pictures, nine pictures of him and um, Martin Lawrence together. He was like, going through this whole journey by yourself can be lonely, but when you have the right partnership, it that's makes right. everything better. And he was celebrating his friendship. But, you know, it's one of those things, you know, both of us, Light and I, we celebrate our partners, our kids, friendships that we have, mm -hmm. people who are there to tell us even when we're doing wrong. Because you really need people in your corner to be exactly. like, you look like a monkey. Just sit down and you maybe you want to come back mm -hmm. after you've reevaluated it. Which is uh, one of the topics we want to talk about doing the research prior to going into the gym. So now we're going to pause because that was supposed to be our opening, but we've been gone for a while. What happened? So. What was the opening? <laughs> that, 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 was, that, that was probably the longest opening we had, but n needless to say, we're going to take a short break. He didn't cut me off again. Lord. And we'll be back. <laughs> Gonna be saying so. You just said it's your boy, like, and this is lovely. Thank you for joining us on this <laughs> podcast as we talk about your dreams, your goals, your resolutions, just achieving success your way, and and trying to do it in a manner in which uh, you're not comparing yourself to anyone, but you're you are uh, finding contentment, peace, and happiness along the journey that you choose. And the path that you've chosen to follow. So uh, I'm looking forward to working through this process. Yes, because I know that for me, <clears throat> the end of what I don't usually make resolutions. I used to make resolutions and I would break them. Man, it <laughs> took about three days. I mean, you know, that's like I made a resolution to stop cursing. And my best friend called me and was like, you should just please. I've just never heard start that. Really? doing it right now. And I was like, mm, wow, that's what? Me? My mouth? What? I tried. I tried. But I really try to... It's always... Um, my goals are usually set um, a month before my birthday comes in. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of figure out where I am. Because I know there are times... Like, I have hard, li hard lines for myself each year that mm -hmm. I really want to meet. Just for me. I'm like, I'll be 44 this year. And I, by 45, I really wanted to have a good um, footing on my dream. So I made sure that every year I've tried to make sure that I've improved myself or that I have done the research to figure out who I want to be. I mean, because like we say all the time, it changes throughout the year, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Midway through the year, you like, no, nah, that's not what I want to do. Because, yeah. you know, what your dream is and what reality is doesn't always match up. Like sometimes you have to realize, let me go back to the table and reevaluate exactly where exactly. I am, what I want to do. And it doesn't include the people that I love because that's my big thing. Yeah. I want to really prosper, but I love having my family around me. It makes me whole. I can't I can do it without them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. You know, I just it's not healthy to do. You it's know not healthy, I agree. You know, so, and I think that that was my big thing. So my dream is really to incorporate mental health and fashion together. So our podcast is a huge part of me, but fashion is another part of me. And my thought was working on a lifestyle rebuild with us being who, where we are. That's what Light and I are really doing. This podcast was a, a a crucial part of who we are. And I don't even think that we knew how important it was to our growth. Nice nail. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that we even knew how important it was to our growth together and separate. Mm -hmm. Because it it allowed us to be very honest and open in a way that I don't even know if I've ever been. I haven't. I don't think, you know, I mean, I'm, and I'm one of those people who say what's like, you don't even have to 
the question of is she speaking in malice? I'm like, I'll let you know if I'm being facetious yeah. right away. I'm being smart. You know, but I think that when you don't ask questions that are deep enough, mm-hmm. when you don't know which questions to ask, mm-hmm. I think that that's with us because we ask each other questions. Yeah. And then sometimes when we're talking, I think both of us are like, we need a moment like, uh, and we'll be back. Because yeah, your, yeah. whole, your whole foot on the floor. Or sometimes you just like want to celebrate. Like, did you see how far we've come? Exactly. You know? So that, to me, was a big eye-opener as far as dreaming goes. What about you? Uh, I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of what you said. Um, I, I, with, with me and the dreams that I have... Um, the part, like, you, you asked the question about, before we get to the dreams, you asked the question about the, the honesty or, like, being that open when we were talking before. Mm-hmm. I think it was funny because, um, as we stated, June 21st, we kind of was having dinner, came up with this idea to have the podcast. 2019. Exactly. And so as we were moving through that journey, um, what the podcast became for me was very therapeutic. And so we were able to discuss some very deep, and heavy things to have conversations with people and to do some research. So as I was moving through the process, it was, it was somewhat funny because that was to me like chapter one of what the story is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because when I felt like I needed to break, it wasn't because I needed to break from my, my lovely sister thought I needed to break from Cha-cha. her. And so one of the things I was Tell like, left. And I said, no, I said, it was funny because as we were kind of, that chapter of that portion of what we did for that summer into fall portion of the mm-hmm. show, I, I was actually complete. Mm-hmm. I was full. And because I was full, I felt like I was extending beyond that period just for that chapter. I felt mm-hmm. like the chapter is now st- like having a run on sentence. Yeah. So it was no longer my dream. It was like, okay, we're, we're veering into other things that are not like what we intended for it to mm-hmm. become. And so um, I think that like my, my first thought was I, I, the therapy, the therapeutic moments that we shared and what I felt, how I felt I was being made whole, I felt complete in that moment. And so for me now it was like, okay, how do we boot up this dream or my dream? How does my my future dream continue to fit into this process? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, that's where at the end of every year, I usually take two to three weeks to reflect. I may not be off from work, but I take those two to three weeks to just kind of shut down. And it's not shutting down from people, but it's shutting, it's, it is, well, let me say that. It is shutting down from people, but it's shutting down for a good purpose. Not because anyone mm-hmm. has done anything to me. But I like to evaluate my year to to see if the things that I set out to do, mm-hmm. did I actually accomplish those things? And if I didn't, what caused me not to accomplish those? And if I'm going into the next year, do I want to look back and say, okay, I'm taking this into the next year with me? Mm-hmm. Or, nope, that was just something that was for that moment. I thought I may like it, but it's not something I want to take with me moving forward. So I would kind of assess each of my years that way. And for me, it's always been, and I've been doing this maybe since the late 90s, and I've, I've been able to be productive moving forward in my professional career and in my personal life of how I've dealt with myself. But start doing what we did with the podcast opened up something entirely and different, totally new for me because we were dealing with mental health and having discussions on topics that it's not that I was ever afraid to talk about them, but they were some raw deep conversations that when we were sitting, I was like, I would, you would have that epiphany like, whoa, that's true. That's heavy. That's deep. And, but it would help to heal or close something up or bring some type of illumination to you. So, absolutely. so what, what that, what that happening now that that first phase was complete, I was like, okay, I need to kind of sit back and think not as I told you, it was never a thought of me saying, Hey, I don't want to do the podcast moving forward. My thought was, how am like as we're moving forward, where do we take the podcast in in relation to our dreams, not just the dreams of talking mental health, but how mental health fits into fashion, how mental health fits into my ideals of of you know the would you listen center and how it fits into mm-hmm. what our goals are from touching people 
and having people touch us by, by sharing their stories. So I had to see and assess that. So when it comes to my dreams or dreams in general, as I stated, I would always at the end of a year assess kind of what the year looked like, do some reading, do some reflecting. Uh, and even when I would watch things on TV, it was always in relation to whatever I I was feeling or felt throughout the course of the year. And so I'm watching something to reflect. I'm not mm-hmm. watching it just for entertainment. I'm mm-hmm. watching it to reflect. And then once I reflect, it's like, okay, I start writing my thoughts out. And once I write my thoughts out, now that with the smartphone, I kind of just <laughs> type. I do. I type my notes. I just use my notes. And yeah, you love your notes. I notes. can take them everywhere I, I go. Know. And I it's know. the Look. best thing. It's the best thing in the world. Technology because, used yeah. to be my friend now, and I'd be like, it's everywhere. It's <laughs> day watching. Us. Yeah, so I, I like I like having it in my notes. And once I have it in my notes, what I decided was that's when I and one I didn't. It broke my heart when I, I could hear in your voice like like Are we breaking up? Are we not? Because I'm still gonna keep going. But are we breaking up? The you know the team. And it's like no, we're not breaking up the team. But it's a part of that process. And because I know myself, it was like I I have to go through this. It's like each year I'm the caterpillar before the butterfly and so it's like i have to go through that process so that i can sprout and then i know when i take off throughout the course of the year i can actually go through that year see and this is my aha moment i just had an aha moment go ahead so really the truth was it wasn't the breakup like are we breaking up that that literally was my insecurity Mm -hmm. with men that kicked in because it's like every man that i've known including my husband at some point it's like you get to a place where it's like, all right, I've done what I've used what I can next. Mm-hmm. And my brain was like, but he wouldn't be like that. Thanks. But flip side to that is I'm also one of those people that believe in giving people space so that <laughs> I can so I can sit back and figure out. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Because I think so many times people jump the gun. Yeah. And then you say shit that. That messes up everything when it's like because if you just make the moment if you're quiet, you. yeah. yes. If you just be quiet, usually the answer comes to you right I away. Agree. You know, and that one, I would just say up front that I would have never said that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need nobody. Fuck niggas, get hoes. Like that's what I was saying, but that's not even what I meant. Like it literally was like, but that's my brother, and yeah. like we we were just talking, and now we're not talking. <laughs> But we're still getting to know each other, so you can't be like that crazy, annoying sister. One, because I've always been the oldest in my house, and so you don't not. go yeah. after people. Yeah. You sit back and wait for things mm-hmm. to happen. And I was like, but that seems wrong. And when I hear funny, as we were, as as the process was taking place, one of the things, and this is what made me, because I am, I'm not a recluse. But I am introverted, regardless of what people may see in my outward performance because of the roles and positions I've had in life. I knew that I knew I wasn't going to stop what we are building and what we have. I knew that. I also knew that you were going through that. And I also, because of our conversations, I, and not that I knew that part, but what I knew was I said, our dad, I didn't think about, you know, Kenny. I just thought about our dad. And I was like, I said, I don't want her to feel abandoned. But I need this space right now. And the reason I needed this space, and I'm glad you allowed me that time for it and didn't just kind of jump in and intervene. I told you, you can always call me because if you call me, I'd have been like, hey, sis, this is where I am. We're good, but I need this. Um, but when you didn't call, what I what I said to myself was, I need, because I, I, I still needed to go through mm-hmm. this catharsis. You need, I needed you to, need to detox. I, I needed that process mm-hmm. to happen. And I'm glad you trust your instincts to hold up because... What most people do is you're right. They assume, and this is this is me. I'm so used to giving and pouring in, and I always tell people. And you and I talked about this. I said there's no off switch for me. We solve problems all day at work. Then when we come home, if work calls, we still will have to solve that work problem. But it's not like we could check out on our families either. It's not like we could say, "Hey, I'm done." And and it's now you like, got a dual job while you're sitting exactly. there answering the question. You're like trying to put the. To call on mute so you can answer the question exactly. that's in front of you. Because you don't want to give your family the leftovers yeah. of the process. So you still have to stay engaged. And so for me, it's like, give me, I need that moment. And I needed those moments so that I could just, like you say, detox, go through what I was going through. And then once, and I always, because I do this every year, I know when I'm ready. And so when we came up here on the 28th, I was like, 
I was already in the process of being ready even before you sent that out. But I was looking forward to the 28th because I was I was now coming out. And then once once we got it, it was like, yep, I'm fully ready. I, I, but I but I knew it mm-hmm. at that moment. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, let me make sure I text her so we can kind of get back, you know, get yeah. this back on the radar. Because I want like once it was done, it was like, OK, the butterfly's ready. Let's let's go. Yeah. And I totally I felt it when you came in the house because you were like, OK. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a feeler. You, you know yep, me. You feel the body. Yep. I'm a you feeler feel. and I feel energy yep, and, know. you know, and I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, we're good. Even without words, I'm like, we're good. Okay. You Next. Should, you should have known I was good when Kenny asked me about basketball and I said, yes. You should be like. Look, that brother. was after you walked in the house. <laughs> but that I was, was like, after, but not needless is the truth. That's why I said, I was like, Trish let you outside. <laughs> <laughs> you can ready to go. What? No, it's not the outside part. Trisha put me outside, so she'd be like, "That's not, that's not the problem. The problem is more, the problem is more like the injuries and thinking about living through all the things." I know that's things. what she said. She so, said, "I ain't taking care of you right now. I'm like, so, you going to do it?" So okay. no, it was, it, but no, like once the once that was back, it was like, and it was funny. Even in choosing to do the basketball, you know what that was? It was like that was that old thing that I hadn't done in so long. But it's like I feel so fresh. I'm going to conquer that too. Mm-hmm. I've had over seven years off. I haven't done these things. And it's like, let's just go do that. Because before it was like, I ain't ready. I ain't done this. I need and some time. And you need to know because hesitation will cause an injury. Exactly. On, and so, and everywhere. And, and you were listening to me when, you know, Kenny and I talked before about mm-hmm. not doing it and, and why. Would, and when he asked that day, I, it was a quick, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. And it's like, you in? Like, you, yeah, I'm in, bro. That's what Kenny said. He came upstairs um, after everybody <laughs> left. He was like, your brother's playing basketball. I said, <laughs> <laughs> Who? What? What did she? He was like, he's excited about it. He was like, oh, he's a good body. We gonna work this out. <laughs> he was so excited. He was like, he played like a '90s man. Like we about to elbow these kids. Oh lord, I'm like, we can't afford to pay no kind of insurance claims. I hope the devil just going out elbowing little children on purpose. <laughs> No, it was a, it was a good process, but I, I needed to go through. But I did think about where you were in the process. Um, but I understood that I needed that moment, and if I didn't take that moment, um, and many of us needed to, I believe many people sometimes we're afraid to take that moment or choose not to. But I had to choose me. You yes. And in choosing me, it allowed me to be refreshed, so we can continue with our journey as opposed to keep going and then. Then you get so frayed and upset and burnt, not not even burned out, but bothered to where as though you disrupt the good that could come if you didn't take the time to take care of yourself. And so. And we'll be back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. You said we missed that, didn't we? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, so, t- like today, the podcast is the second time around. Hmm. How are you feeding your dreams? The second time. The second time around. You know. I remember that song. Just as long as I wouldn't. What that was Jody Wiley. Oh, that is. Go get it. Yep, I'm just saying. Okay. So the question is, what did you want to be when you grew up? So, I'm a kid who grew up in East Baltimore. Went to school 32. Mildred D. Monroe. God rest her soul. Um. Uh, and so I graduated in 85, 86. So the year prior to, because the Celtics won in 86, but the year prior to 86, the Lakers had won the championship. So I grew up wanting to be a Los Angeles Laker. <laughs> so that was my childhood dream. To be a Los Angeles Laker. My childhood dream was to make it out of the hood without being a drug addict or dead. I didn't even have one because my initial dream when I was young, young, I was going to be a nurse, mm-hmm. and I was going to take care of people, and it was going to be great. And then I was introduced to pus. Oh, that's nasty. And I was like, I can't save your life because if it was me or the pus, I'd be like, you're going to die. <laughs> and I would have left the room. I haven't so. heard and seen the pus thing in so long. I know, because it's, like it's, it's like a little kid be, peeling up. Yeah, and then it would just come out. Yes, that was too funny. I was I like, mean. I can't save lives like this. I remember pus. How about that? I'm just saying, like, that was my thing. So what, I got to ask my daughter, what is pus? So what is, I have no idea. 
It's just an infection that's growing in. Yeah, and, and it's a like literally, it's just mucus and the. <laughs> because I haven't, I haven't had to deal with it in any of my children, probably. Why was it so rampant when we were when younger? younger? Yeah, well, I don't understand I don't that. Know. Like one, I feel like it was often it was, and it was often one. I think our kids probably ran less. Like I, we used to fall over concrete, so you probably had. We were in neighborhoods where it was either like it was just not sanitary all the time, Agreed. and then you get a cut. That cup becomes infected. Hmm. Like I had infotago, that is a uh, infection of the skin on both of the front oh, of my calves. That would have scared the crap out of me. No, I'm talking about the, the like yeah. the, an infection of the skin with it. Just it, it like and it ate the the yeah. skin. It ate the meat that from around the whole thing. Out. It did. I was on antibiotics. These super strong antibiotics for about six months. Those things kill people. Like those those type of things. Yeah. Wow, and but we didn't even know how serious it was because you know back in the day they just was like this is what you have you still alive peace out you know like it was like drink some Robitussin and didn't work on it and when it didn't go away I literally six months I had to take this they had to open the pill pour it on your food and you had to eat it so it would like try to be a spoonful it was to this day if somebody like if I smell it. I know exactly what it is. Like, mm. I can tell you which antibiotic it is. Wow. So I was like, mm, you know, but like, yeah. So okay. I didn't have, I didn't really start dreaming about making it out. Make I didn't really dream about having a career until maybe I was about 20. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I, I didn't even have a dream of the career per se. I just had requirements. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have health insurance. I wanted to have this thing I heard of, a 401k. I was like, because that's savings people. And I wanted a pension. And I only knew that because I had a friend who became a um, correctional officer. City employee. Oh, and they were like, they was like, it's this pension. Like, yeah. like it was like, like it was a What? What is a pension? Exactly. And I wish those are things they should teach in school because that's what you really need to learn. Agreed. You know, but I just didn't have that. So by the time I really was able to visually see myself making it out mm-hmm. I was like I want a desk job and I lucked up blessings and all and met my first boss who was a Dwight Pettit hmm. at it was a small black law firm with a chick named Happy and a chick named Felicia that's too funny and Marie and that's how I, I got into the legal field yeah when I was, like I said, that was the young dream was that. The older dream was, I remember being 17, 18, telling my older cousin, he asked me what did I want. And then when he talked to me about what I want, I did tell him I wanted to, I wanted some money, some clothes. Uh, money, car, <laughs> respect. Key to lie. <laughs> um, but I was going to go to college. And once I went to college, uh, you know, I was going to just kind of live my life at that point. And so um, I wanted that. I knew early on I wanted to be a father, so these were parts of the dream. I wouldn't say I got it locked into a career until uh, even even mid through, like even when I was after having a child, moving out on our own. I would say dreams started to kick into my mind. I knew I always wanted to work with people, mm-hmm. and I knew that, and I knew that probably mid early to mid twenty mid to early twenties to mid my early to mid twenties. I realized. I like working with people. And it's so funny because when I say I don't like people, I don't like being in social, large social gatherings, if mm-hmm. you will, which is weird. But when I say I like servicing people and taking care of people and doing things that genuinely have an impact on people's lives, not for my benefit, but just so I can see them come up, like I take joy in that. So I would say, you know, early that when I, when I started thinking dream big, it was like the impact that I could have on other human beings kind of started right in my early 20s. It did. It started real early, like 94, 95. And, and I would even dare to say it started before that. Because remember I told you when I was a teenager, I used to do pseudo counseling with people mm-hmm. who were three and four and five years older than me. They would talk to me about things. And so I kind of, kind of developed there. But I think our, our gene of uh, accepting people for where they are and who they are, developing those genes. Because... You, it, it's a developmental thing. It really is. But when you, you earlier than me, learn to accept yourself 
and kind of mm. started planting your feet very steady in mm. who you were, which helps you to hear other people's plights. Because yeah. once you're securing yourself, you can hear anything and it doesn't change who you are as a person. Exactly. You know? And I Great think point. for me, my thing was I wasn't always secure in who I was as a person because I didn't understand it or some of the things about me that were quirky Great point. made me... I, I, I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago and I said, you become less judgmental when you're more secure in who you are because now you're not trying to deflect the light from yourself. Yeah. You know, so like, you're just like, okay, I can hear what you're saying because I'm not thinking to myself, I would never do that when you're in your head. You're like, cause I've never dealt with that. Like I haven't dealt with that issue yet. So you just gave me my aha moment and I'm not going to digress cause we're going no, to, but go. we're going to talk to it, but it was just interesting. You're right. When I hit that age of, remember I told you I started saying regular when I was 14 or 15 mm -hmm. and that's when I became content with, I was okay with me mm -hmm. and it stopped bothering me. Other people would judge the second hand, you know, the hand me down clothes or, you know, uh, the repeated Russell hoodie that I wore, you know, mm -hmm. it's not when it stopped bothering me and when I stopped letting it bother me, it did. I, I didn't think about it at the time, but it did make it easier for me to, because I was good with myself, it didn't burden me or I didn't feel uh, taxed when people were talking to me about what was going on. Like, you know, I got so many of my own issues. How come you're not listening? Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. didn't feel like that. I, I could take the information they were giving me and provide actually what they considered good insight mm -hmm. from this listening to them. So, hmm, good point. But let's get back to the dreams. And, yes. Okay. But that, that actually contributes to how I'm, you know, when we're talking about when we get to our current dreams, those things. And even as we discover this, like when, when you're trying to chase, like, and find out who you really are, I would. I want to encourage everybody who's listening. Conversations like the one that Lovely and I are having. You just heard me just have a moment where it's like, ah, when I was fourteen and fifteen, it ties into who I am now, today. Yeah, it ties directly. It was into absolutely who, roots for you. Exactly, and it, and and when you said that, it was like I didn't even think about that. Just being a, a nice starting point of I started to be okay with me. And that allowed me to be able to actually serve other people, which is a core part of who I am. So good stuff. Yeah, I like it. I, you know me. So I when think, most. yeah. So I think that we should, I know I'm digressing a little bit, but I think when most of us were kids, we knew without a doubt what we were going to be when we grew up. I was going to be an astronaut. No, I'm going to be a zoologist. No one could convince you that this was not going to be your life. What happens to your dreams when life happens to your spirit? What do you mean by that? So what happens to your dreams when life happens? To, ooh, I like that question. I get it now. Yeah. Okay. I, had so, to, I was I like, had, I, I, was I, like had, I said, he going to get it. He gonna I, get it. I, had, I, had, I had to reread that. So what happens to your dreams when life happens to your spirit? So I think for me, the derailment. And a lot of the times, the derailment starts within us. So, you, the first time you hear no, when you when you feel like you've worked the hardest that you've ever worked in your life mm -hmm. to become a zoologist, and you hear you have the first no from the first zoo. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what zoologists do, uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like I think that for a lot of people, your spirit gets knocked down so fast because if you don't work on learning yourself, um, creating a safe space in your head so that when you hit, when you're rejected, you can hear I'm rejected because I was not ready for that or because I didn't perform at the level that I knew I could. Mm -hmm. When you can't look back at yourself and say, okay, maybe I wasn't ready. Or you say, I've done my best and this is out of my hands. This has nothing to do with me. And I know for me, my big thing was... Mm -hmm. as more aha moments. Keep no, talking. But no, I want you to keep yeah. talking because I'm not going to stop you, but keep talking. But yeah. it's it's more coming. That's, that's good stuff. Keep on talking. Um, I know for me, when I had my daughter, that was my first big, you need to secure the bag. We aren't going to be dot 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 and my dot 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 was we're not going to be the people who um blame pregnancy for not being able to succeed mm -hmm. we're not going to show this child that we're going to live in poverty 
because mommy didn't try. Like I it it gave me grounds to like bang try the pavement, you know? Yeah. And that was a big thing for me. The second child and the third child, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. It's a little harder. But it 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 kind of eventually became this vicious cycle for me where I was pushing so hard that I really lost the ability to dream. I I worked because I had to mm-hmm. and it bring it brought me no joy. Yeah. You know, I just I knew I had to get up, I, I had to feed, I need to go to work. This is all I can do. And that's what happened to me. It broke my spirit. My dream was so different than what life than what life gave me mm-hmm. and my spirit wasn't strong yet. I hadn't built the resistance that I needed and the resilience that I needed to be able to fight life when it was coming at you because life is good. It has to give you, it has to fight you. It, it has to for you to learn mm-hmm. because easier lessons don't teach you what you really need to know. It doesn't give you grit. For yeah. me, it didn't. No, no, I'm not disagreeing. No, yeah. You, I'm, keep, sis, you, you rolling. I'm, <laughs> no, but I, I want your aha because you know like. No, because no, but as I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, I'm thinking not just about myself. I'm thinking about who I am, and we just talked about my aha moment of that pivotal age for me, 14, 15, mm-hmm. when I had regular, and, I, and to this day, people who first hear it say, you're not great, why, why are you just regular? And then I tell them the philosophy behind right, like, with, like mm-hmm. with the contentment that sits inside of who I am to, that allows me to be regular. And I said, when I'm irregular, you will know it. You'll <laughs> see it, I'll say it, it'll be fully expressed. And you don't it want it. Exactly. You don't want it. But, but because I had that so early on, it has provided a very, provided a very good foundation for me to take on those life moments and those things. But I, and and the reason that that's so aha for me is because I do know I have that grit and like in me. And one of the things that I say, and I whether I get in trouble, well I don't care if I get in trouble or not when I say it. But I always I consider myself the best at what I do. Mm-hmm. So recently I made that statement about my professional job, and. Uh, my boy, Santoli, uh, asked, the, he was like, so when you say that, what do you mean? What's the formula? And I said, the formula is X, Y, and Z. And he was like, yeah, you keep saying words, but you're not giving me the formula for why you say you're the best. You're saying, if this person achieves this, get this certification and do this, you believe you will still be better than them. Yes. And he said, so why? What, what is your A, B, C, you know, A, B, C, D that we could say is what makes you good? And so even though I was giving him those words and I was saying things to him, what it caused me to do was it caused me to go home and what I did was I put together a list starting from my early years in the security profession through my first site supervisor job, through my account manager job. Like each role, I continued to grow in mm-hmm, this industry. Mm-hmm. And so I put the, in that, what I did was I thought about what I applied and what I did, not more so what I applied, but what I did each step of the way. And I just took bullet points and I put together like a roadmap of how to be successful as a single site account manager. This is what I did, not what I think, but this is what I actually did mm-hmm. to be successful. And so as I went through each one of those, there was one point where I put down on there that when I got higher up, I had this major client. And when I went into this major client, I knew going in, I was going to change everything based upon the success I had already achieved. But I knew going in, once I changed everything, I was going to hear from all of the people who were already in place, all of the people who were on the outside looking in, well, we've tried that, or this is not going to work, or you should do it this way. Even though I was put in that role, I knew I was going to stick to the formulas that helped me to be successful. And the reason I bring up that story is because what what started in me at that 14, 15-year-old kid that ability to be regular, that ability to be content with not only decisions, but if you're going to punch me, I'm going to be okay because the punch doesn't mean I'm defeated. The punch means, what can I learn from this? What do I say? Okay, back it up. How do I then, rebuild? And, 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 then, mm-hmm. and then keep going. Mm-hmm. Where the, the, what is almost sad sometimes for certain people, and not sad in a bad way because each one of us has to discover it at our time. It doesn't Absolutely. have to be. But is sometimes when you don't recognize that moment, we could be harsh and critical when people don't have that aha moment or that moment where they can actually allow their spirit is strong enough to fight off life. 
because it doesn't happen for everybody at the same time. And because it doesn't happen for everyone at the same time, and it doesn't look the, the, the same. world, yeah. the world, including us, we can be critical at times and judgmental because our expectations are, but you should because, or you, you know, and all of these different things. When I, what I want to say to everyone on the podcast is, is no, actually take your time, continue to discover. And as we continue to walk through this, but the discovering of who you are through self-reflection, because even when I was at that young age, the one thing I did, what, what caused me to get to that state of regular, I told you, was walking to a store, having these people keep asking me the same questions over and over and over again. And it's like, well, no, I'm the same that I was yesterday. I'm the same that I am today. And I'm going to be the same tomorrow. Like, I am chum is what I said. I'm, I'm me and I'm regular. And so that helped me because there would be later times when you get your heart broken. I remember getting my heart broken and uh, thinking suicide. But then it's like, I don't know suicide. That's the dumbest thing. But it, but it, I could laugh about it or, you know, laugh about it right in the moment or right afterwards because it's like that content chum kicked in like, who the hell? Like, Ne- like we don't do this Negro, shit. you know, exactly like Negro. We not, you know, like you okay? And, and I'm laughing, like right after saying I'm going to kill myself to the, the 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 girl who broke my heart. Like then, and I'm laughing, thinking I ain't going to. And she's like, you are like she and, crazy. And I, t- I told you she looked at me like I was crazy. Like crazy. are you crazy? But that aha moment was like that thing allowed me to keep continue moving, and because it allowed me to continue moving, like learning who I was early on helped me, and so. That question when you ask what happens to your dreams when life um, happens to your spirit is something that I want to encourage everyone to kind of just think about. And I want them to think about it through self-reflection. And when I say a self-help book, and, and for those who, like I say, I'm, I'm one who's, who, if, if, if I was to bring you into my home, I could show you the King James Version, the New International Version, the New Century Version, the NASB, and I've read through all of them. And I got proof that I've read through all of them because... I've marked each one up with red lines and thoughts and quotes. So it's not one of those. I said I read it. I can actually show you my thoughts throughout each one of them. And the reason I bring it up is because if you read scripture, read scripture, take away from it what you can. But you need to find a source, whether a self-help book, a, you know, a Bible verse or something, where you actually can be very honest with yourself and look in the mirror. Because self-reflection, th- those moments come from deep thought and time that you spend with yourself. And it can come in a moment where someone may irritate you to get you there, as it did when I was younger. Or it can come just through reading a book or something great happening to you. And it allows you to realize this is fully who I am. And once you realize that, when life punches you in the gut, in order to stay on track for your dreams, you can do so because you now know who you are. And once you realize who you are, that's the key to being able to overcome those things. Yeah. Because life is going to continue to be yeah. hard. And I know for me, this is how I know when I am my truest self. When somebody asks you a super deep question and you feel like you're going to throw up. Mm. It sounds crazy, but your nerves. You just, your mm. nerves. When your blood, when your um blood pressure changes. Because the scariest part about being your true self is the amount of honesty and transparency that That's you tough. have to have. Yeah. And we are built especially in um, the communities that we come from where your true self, you have to be a soldier for that person. Like you're not just walking around whistling and shit. Like you, you literally got to keep that together. You're told to bury it. But what happens is you bury it and bury it. Unless if it's usually the stereotypical negative narrative of what it is, where we come from. Yeah. That's the only time you can allow it to be, but you fit the stereotype yeah. as opposed to being the you that you grew up yeah, to be. You know? and, and then like, and yeah. I think and that was like a big thing for me because I know for me, <clears throat> I remember being in tenth grade, and we had to do a, uh, we had to do this um, autobiography of ourselves, and it said, "What's the hardest thing you've ever been through?" And my statement was in front of my 25 to 30 classmates was the hardest thing I've ever been through up until this point was having an abortion over the spring break. Quick crickets. And I just started crying. And then I like, and I was like, but my mother was there and it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm not saying I'm glad I did it, but I'm thankful to my mother that she gave me a second chance to be, a young adult and then I sat down 
And when you're that honest at that age, yes, wow. when you can be judged and pummeled mm-hmm. and burned at the stake and a couple of the guys in the class is like, I don't think I've ever had anybody just say that out loud. That's serious, man. And I was like, pivotal moment. You I said, know. but I was like, but in life, sometimes you can't prevent you from happening. Like you can't stop the you train from breaking down walls. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because I know, yes. It would have been lovely to be like, no, I was a virgin until I was 25. And when I got married, I gave it to my flower, to my husband. Like, it's really great. However, real life. <laughs> That's my whatever. Yeah, he, he giving the middle finger. He ain't no, interested. I'm not giving the middle finger. I'm sorry, he gave my, the whatever. Yeah, yes. this is my whatever yeah, sign. Whatever this sign. is my whatever sign. So but like... I think that even at that young age, and like I said, it took probably until I was in my mid-20s, after I had my kids. Because my thought was. Whatever they see in me, and I don't mean the words that come out my mouth. Whatever they see in my eyes, the truth that they see in me is what's going to happen with them. Mm-hmm. People who look up to you don't listen to you. They look at your actions, and they look in your eyes, and mm-hmm. they can see. And kids have an ability to look into you to the depths. <laughs> to your soul. And you're like, you can blink as many times as you want. They still there because kids can stare at you longer than you can stare at them. But my thought was, even at that young age, try to be as honest as you can. Because I, if, I'm, if I'm honest, I don't have to think of a new story. Mm-hmm. I don't have to come up with a new narrative. Agreed. It is what it is. If you like me, you like me. You don't, you don't. It didn't, you know, that at that point, it really didn't matter because I was going through so much. that like, anybody who was like, we hate you. I'm like, sure, I hate me too right now. So, exactly. you know what I mean? Exactly, wow. You know, so like that, those are the things. So like when I said earlier, you know, my dream was just to make it out. That was the truth. Like I wanted to, I knew I wanted to be in a quiet neighborhood, in a house. I wanted a husband. I knew I wanted kids. I wanted a dog. I wanted to work. And I was saying to my husband the other day, I said, I wanted us both to make $50,000 a year because in my head, 50, like if our rent is only $500 and we have $50,000, because, you know, I didn't know about taxes, <laughs> taxes and all that shit. <laughs> I'm like, we going to be the Huxtables up in here. Like, you don't want none of this. <laughs> you know? So that that was my dream. And I didn't even have a dream of career until I kind of got into it. And I was like, I'm good at this. And But you know what? That's, that's going... I think we could talk about that a little when we, you know, after after this next break because when you grow up where we grow up, and I and I'm glad for the people who are changing it now in those those communities or trying, you know, who are, who are actually supporting kids, getting them to think bigger. But no one was talking about careers when no one talked about that to me, and when they didn't talk about to me, and, and you didn't hear it in school. Like I said, we were getting an education, but it's not like the education was, was pointed at. It was not yeah. pointed at something that you were aiming for. At least for me, it was nothing that, and I don't recall those conversations from my teachers. So um, it's important that that to know those things. And so when you don't, it kind of doesn't derail a dream, but doesn't provide you an opportunity to dream. And, so, and we'll be back. And we're back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a Muppet. Yeah. And we're back. So, lovely. This is this is actually, this is funny because when we planned on discussing, you know, goals, dreams, uh, resolutions, whatever people may call it, you know, we, we, we always enter these having a, con- a concept of what we're going to be doing. But I, I'll let you know, like, this, this process, and this is what's good for it, and we've shared this in the past, it's very therapeutic just to have conversations, just to think, just to reflect, just to talk about childhood. Um, and if you don't have someone to do it with, I, I'm hoping that you can find somebody to do it with. And we've always stated, you know, there are different places where you can kind of reach out to us. And Lovely will kind of add that at the end, <laughs> you know, the different places <laughs> where you can reach out, reach out to us. But it's it's actually very helpful to be able to, to discuss this. And as I've achieved some things in life, I've achieved... I, I believe I've had a very successful professional and personal life, but it's very interesting to get an understanding or to gain an understanding of why 
or you know what those starting points were. Mm-hmm. I had you. I, I sent you something on YouTube, and I told you to check it out. And it was a book by Peter Drucker. And some of two things. Well, it was a few things that stood out to me, but that are relative to what we're talking about with goals and dreams. One, he said, "There's there are lots of people in life, or plenty of people in life, who are very good at things, but they don't know why they're good at things." Mm-hmm. And he talks about taking a self, you know, a self assessment of some type of yes. se- where you kind of say, "Well." In six months from now, I want to do this. And he said, then once you get to that six month, kind of like try to determine, did I meet my mark or did I do this? And he said, if you didn't, he said, it doesn't mean you failed. It just means you kind of say, well, okay, I'm good at what, this, but I'm do? not good at yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I, what I can I delete? Yeah, and what he, can I add? And so what this is, process is doing for me, and I'm looking forward to us continuing the conversation, is it's allowing me to look back and see not like I outlined how I was successful in my professional career mm-hmm. once I, you know, once I, I wasn't challenged to do it, but it was like, hey, can you say why you feel like you're the best? You keep saying you're the best, but talk about why. Now, as we're doing this process about dreams, it caused me to think about, okay, these were the pivotal moments in my life that allowed me to be this individual who is confident enough to take that punch in the chest or to fail at something and get back up. It's not just an accident. It's not, well, that's just who you are. There were moments that allowed that to happen. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I really and truly enjoy this conversation, and I'm grateful that, like I said, we have so much more to discuss because uh, we're going to walk with people on this journey so that instead of quitting on the 15th of January, for those who have quit, and and instead of giving up three months in, we're going to take this journey with people so that I'm hoping that other people would take the time to have a conversation so they can kind of discover some of the things that we're discovering because it allows you to uh, not only reach the dream or begin dreaming again instead of giving up what it was that has been placed inside of you. So I'm thankful that we started this process again. Absolutely. And I know for me, my big thing is always working towards mental health and mental happiness. And I don't think that you can do that if you are still lying to yourself. If you aren't, you know, there are times when your truth will scare you. Like mm-hmm. you, you say it out loud, even though you said it in your head a hundred times. Mm-hmm. When you say it out loud, you still get goosies because you're like, that felt so good mm-hmm. to like get it out. Mm-hmm. And then it's no longer fear. And it now it's no longer the boogeyman in the corner. Yeah. You know, you just get to say that. And that also, that pushes you to the next level. Like, there's some things that you say out loud that once you say it, no one can hurt you with that anymore. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You've accepted it, and you move on. And I think that that's how you get closer to your dream, being able to be your truest self. Because the with, for me, in my career, I became successful when I was allowed to be me. And when I say allowed, I meant me. When I allowed me to just be Lisa. Like there was no, it's not even a second guess. You don't get another person. No, I don't walk into a room and then change my friends. None of these things happen. I'm absolutely steadfast in my friendships, my relationships with my family. And I don't change that. And I think that that's from Mm -hmm. being able to tell your truth. Even when you know you're going to be judged, even when you know you're going to hurt your own feelings. Cause I hurt my feelings a lot of the times. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, how do you hurt your own feelings? When you correct yourself as you're going through, sometimes, you know, we we get a, a, ahead of ourselves. We get above our britches. And when you have to say, um, bring it in here. No, we don't do that. That's not how we live. That's some shit you saw on television and you think it's the proper way to clap your hands and talk to people all crazy. Do you do that? I it's like this acceptable for yourself. It. I, I, it makes me laugh. I do it still, too. It My husband calls it. He said, you got the girl snap. You be... It makes me laugh. <laughs> it said, makes me laugh. But, you know, when you know that's not really who you are and you're imitating someone else, that don't help you out. Exactly. You know? So So before we before we close, we want to I, I want to make sure we, we capture some of the highlights of the podcast so that you can just just instead of if you if you don't have the time to replay the entire thing, a, a pivotal moment. Uh, that uh, lovely shared was what happens to your dreams when life what what happens to your dreams when life happens to your spirit um, I would encourage you to take a moment to think about 
certain things that has happened in your life and how they've impacted the thing that you are passionate about, that you're that you dream of, and that you actually want to accomplish. Um, and even if you feel like that moment may have passed or you may feel like you're at a certain point in your life where you can't chase that dream anymore, depending on what it is, it's still key to learn what that is because once you figure that piece out, mm-hmm. a new dream and a new purpose can start be renewed in you. And so um, remember, life is always going to be different and difficult and you do learn through the hard moments and the hard moments doesn't, ha- I'm not going to say every hard moment is painful. So that's not what I'm talking not about. Not at all. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that in order to achieve the success that many of us look for in our own lives, for whatever that success may look like, it's going to come through some perseverance. You're going to have to develop, as Lovely said, some grit to kind of get there. And it doesn't mean once you face some resistance, you stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't quit yourself. And instead of quitting yourself, what we want you to do is, is take some time, whether it's a book. I re- I, I listen to something. Um, I listen to a podcast. Uh, shoot, I'm going to forget the name. And I don't want to forget the name. I listen to some some different, uh, some psychology um, podcasts that are about, t- I mean, not podcasts, but some, some things on YouTube that are like 10-minute um, little vignettes of, not only how to be successful, but how to come, how to overcome adversity, you know, what to do to, you know, if you do these six things, you're lazy, but this is what you can do to overcome that lazy head. And I listen to these while I'm shaving my head at night and I listen to it while I'm in the shower and I listen to, I listen to about 30 to 40 minutes of those and it's just four, four little 10 minutes. And when I'm doing that, instead of like closing the night with TV, I'm now closing the night with those. And so once I get out and once I, those thoughts are running through my head and it allows me to, as you say, you can hurt yourself when you realize, yeah, I am doing that. But because I listen to multiple, uh, Avenues, uh you know, yeah. you know, the little, little sessions, what it does for me is it says, okay, so if you were doing this, but it, it doesn't just leave you with this is what you're doing and it's bad. This is what you can do to overcome. And even if you're not practice, practicing it at that moment, don't stop listening because the, because the more you listen to it, our thoughts, one episode told me, that 70% of our thoughts, it says humans have over 70,000 or 700,000 thoughts a day. 70% of those are negative. 70% of those focus on something bad somebody you, said to you, you've experienced, you that you mm-hmm. think. Of. And so it says 70% of the things will tell you to stop chasing your dream. But if you listen to words, thoughts, you read you know, you, 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 you get around people who encourage you to continue chasing what it is that you know you want to accomplish. What will eventually happen once you believe and once you decide is you'll have that epiphany. And once you have that epiphany, watch your life, that moment, that passion, that dream, not only be reinvigorated, it will take off. So I just want to encourage everyone to realize that when life happens to your dreams, your spirit doesn't have to stop. And we want to end, and my new thing that I affirm to myself and to others is be soft with your feelings and firm with your actions. I think that so many times we're so hard on our emotions and we are soft with our actions that we inadvertently hurt ourselves. You can love yourself. You can encourage yourself. You can love you. You can hug yourself. You can be the nurturer that you have to be to your feelings. But when you are in action, you need to make sure that you are firm in your beliefs, firm in who you are. And if you don't know who you are, as Light said, sit down, take a moment, write a list on what you feel your strengths are, what you feel your weaknesses are, and then go through that list and just do subtitles for yourself. Mm-hmm. My strengths are A, B, and C. Why are those your strengths? And build from those. And those weaknesses, which I can promise you, at least 80% of the time, are really strengths that you just don't see in yourself yet. So work on those things. And we look forward to being back. I'm so excited <laughs> about our new season. Um, <laughs> Top think. It's called Top Think. If you're if you're listening to this, check out Top Think on YouTube. If you want to, if you subscribe to it, 
it is actually really, really good, and it's not too long, and they're doing it in a nice, creative. He way. told me top, it's not too long, and it was forty minutes. That one, that's not. That wasn't top <laughs> thing. That was actually a book. That was a book on. on that was, was an audio. It was book. like a since it's fifteen. That was minutes, one. 15 that was an minutes. audio book, and I'm not going to go too long on that. That was an audio book, but I wanted to say it's called Top, top thing, thing, and they're ten minutes and eleven minutes. I, the longest one I've seen was actually eleven minutes and forty some seconds. So, they're just. Check it out because what Lovely just said about if you don't know what your strengths are, there's one episode that just talks about, they said, you may be a genius if you do these things. And it just talks about the different things that you may do. And he said, you may not think of yourself as yep. smart, but something like that can help you go a long way of thinking. Like, I didn't even, I do that, and, you know, yeah. I'm smart. Because so. most of us are because we're still here. There you so go. we love you guys. Peace. Thanks for listening to All Up In Your Business podcast with Light and Lovely. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out on Instagram at All Up In Your Business podcast. That's A-L-L-U-P-N-U-R-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S podcast or personally at Light In Your Biz, L-I-T-E dot N-U-R-B-I-Z or at Lovely Brown, L-O-V-E-L-I-B-R-O-W-N or on Facebook, just search for All Up In Your Business. Please leave us a review on the podcast you're listening to. We appreciate your support. Peace.